0: Raced Rowdy. Welcome back to the Raised Rowdy podcast, guys. I am Nikki T. Uh, I am Kurt Ozone. And we're here today with our special guest, Mr. James Barker from the James Barker Band. Yay. Hello. Thanks for coming out to beautiful Hermitage, Tennessee, to our luxurious mixed room slash podcast studio.
1: I like it. It's a uh, vibe in here. The wood <laughs> panel takes me back to, uh, you know, the country, it smells yeah. of rich mahogany. Yeah,
0: I wish. <laughs> if we had mahogany money, we wouldn't be in the extra bedroom at my house. Oh, that's true. <laughs> which, uh, speaking of, we're going to be out of the extra bedroom of my house here very soon. We're uh, we're going to have a podcast studio formally, which is going to be great. That'll be the first time I'm in that. Um, I know Kurt's excited, he's been waiting for me to have more money for a long time.
2: It's going to be great, yeah. and we're going to be a lot funnier and better looking in the new studio because it costs money.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's how it works, TV, baby.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, so man how have you been i know like
0: uh i've gotten to now see you play live formally in a singer songwriter <laughs> setting yeah, yeah.
1: It, was, it was uh that was good thank you for that by the way Dude, that of course was awesome. thank that you was, man that was a, that was a good
2: time so what nice was that what did y'all do
0: the blue water polarized tournament so i had the two kings of canadian country mr barker here and jade eagleson come and play for all of the the uh, golfers, which was awesome. Hell it was, yeah.
1: It was good. Yeah. It was good. I'm glad we were just playing music and not golf. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very bad at golf. Yeah, me too. Terrible. And that's a nice course.
0: So. Yeah. They made me uh, be like, we were like kind of like on one of the holes, so we were on hole five with yeah. these guys' bow coolers. And we definitely put a kink in the chain of like p- getting people to the next hole quickly. <laughs> they would stop. We had beers, we had visies, we had cigars, we oh, had hats. Man. The yeah. bottleneck. Little, oh, yeah. Yeah. Bottleneck. <laughs> yeah. Literal
2: bottleneck. <laughs> Damn, that sounds so good right now. Yeah. It was pretty a Nice blessed. warm day playing some golf, having a couple beers and a cigar. cigar.
0: It was cold, but it wasn't as cold as it is today. Mm-hmm. And Burrell smoked five cigars that morning.
2: Wow, and I was like, "What are you trying to do
0: to yourself?"
1: He's talking like Marge Simpson by the evening. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys,
2: help it, me. Whenever he's hosting at Live Oak, he's like. <laughs> he uh it's funny like when we're on the road you know our
0: version of the road is being at festivals you know right so instead of like you guys being at a road. festival yeah being at a festival and going to you know three other gigs that week yeah. we just go to the festival and we stay there the whole time you know
1: that's probably more depleting in a lot of ways
0: uh, it, i don't know if it is or not i've not done enough road festival life or anything like that to know
2: Have you ever slept on a tour bus before?
0: Yeah, I have. Um, Kurt uh, is, of course, on a tour bus all the time, but I was on one with Trey Lewis like last December. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We did like a weekend run with them. And I remember I came back and they were like, So does that like make you like want to go on the road full time? And I was like, Absolutely not. No, (laughs) I didn't,
1: didn't like the bus life.
0: Man, it was fun. It's just like, it's run, run, run. And then like, the times where you're supposed to be sleeping, that's when all the fun stuff's happening. Yes, you know. Yeah. So it was 100%. like, well, I probably should go to bed right now, but also like I'm not.
2: Yeah. Everyone's hanging in the front lounge and you're like, I want to go to bed. And then you're like, you're starting to walk back into the bunk area, and everyone's like, "Man, what are you doing, dude? Come on!" Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst. As
1: everybody yeah. starts calling you back in, you're yeah, laying right. there. You hear them having fun, and you're like, ow, oh, let's right. get up, here boy!" Yeah. More know. More. yeah.
0: <laughs> and then we get there, and it was like they let me sleep in, and I got up at nine. You know, like they were already like loading into the next venue yeah. and stuff, and I was like, "Damn, this is aggressive."
2: Yeah, crew don't sleep, Mm-mm. no doubt.
0: Yeah, they they were on the <laughs> thing.
2: I've obviously obviously done most of my touring like as a band guy. Yeah. But I have done a few weekends where I've gone out and like just on crew stuff, like if Luke's off. Yep. And I would always make fun of our crew guys, especially Todd Lewis. Shout out Todd <laughs> for smelling bad. <laughs> and uh, and now I get it because it's like, I woke up, I was, you're like the first one up and we're dumping a trailer. I was out with Rodney Atkins. And so dump the trailer and it's hot and it's some festival somewhere or some fair. Yeah. And so you're at 9 a.m. you're already sweating. And then you don't shower until after the trailer's closed after the gig, so then you go shower and you go to sleep for like seven hours, you know, and like eat some after food. I'm like, fuck. So I get it. Yes, little true. roadie shower. You just yeah, like love those crew sink. guys. Love y'all. Yeah, especially yeah, they- so sure, our crew. We have the best.
0: Without the crew guys, the whole thing wouldn't
2: happen. You know exactly. And now as a band guy, you stay up late and then you just sleep till noon, and then sound checks at three, so you wake up, and eat lunch, and then you're good to go.
1: Yeah, shake it off and show up. Yeah, good crew is, like, I feel like the best thing for musicians. Because, like, you show up not stressed about it during the show. No, it's not all going to get screwed up.
0: Do you guys have like, uh, so for people that don't know, you are extremely famous in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing okay. Yeah. No, I mean, you guys are absolutely one of the the bands that you think about when you think about Canadian country, right? And now hi, having been here uh, for a while, how long have you been in Nashville now?
1: I uh, lived here since 2018.
0: So yeah, it's been a while a minute, now. Been a yeah. minute. And then you guys just signed a record deal also?
1: We did. sign Signed to Records Nashville, which is yeah. pretty pretty exciting.
0: That's a cool label because they have country, but they also have like other genres.
1: Yeah, it's, it's their their country arm of the label is new. Like they've always done like more hip hop, yeah, like, pop stuff out of New York. So, kind of kind of neat. It's cool to be on that label. We got to go to New York to meet the Powers of B like yeah. a couple weeks ago, and I was like,
2: all the suits, all the suits. <laughs> it was uh, it was vibey. New York's crazy though. It is a crazy <sighs> town for sure. I love New York. It's,
0: I don't love it just because i have I feel completely overwhelmed there often. Yeah. You know. It That's was, the one place that I feel like that
2: in. It, it is crazy. Like,
1: everyone in Nashville is like, oh, the traffic's getting so bad. And you go there and you take a cab and it's like 45 minutes to go like four blocks. Right. You're like, how do these people live here? But <laughs> I got on the subway and that was crazy. Yeah. So, that
2: is a whole experience. Yeah, it works great. It I could live in New York if I was super rich. Like, yeah. comically rich. Yeah. yeah. Comically billionaire. And I would just eat the best food in the world and I would just go to like Village Vanguard every night and just. Live the dream, yeah. So much good food. Yeah, I'd dude. be a,
1: like, I'd be dead probably if I lived in New York. Actually, <laughs> now that I think about same. it, same. Yeah.
2: yeah, it would be aggressive. Yeah. yeah, if I was like Jeff Bezos' money or something. Oh yeah. man, yeah. I, don't if I even was even Jeff Bezos. I could just helicopter around like a helicopter <laughs> Uber. Get him. <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need that much money, but like definitely more than you would need here in Nashville, and I'm sure same oh, thing in, in majority of cities in Canada.
2: Yeah,
1: I feel like the majority of anywhere. For yeah. Sure. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. What a. Uh, what cities were you, like, primarily in when you guys were back in Canada?
1: I mean, I grew up, all of us kind of grew up within two hours of yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Um, so, like, <laughs> that was it. But honestly, like, my family anyway, we were pretty, like, redneck just like farmers. Mm-hmm. And so I think until I started dating my wife, I had been to Toronto maybe, like, two times. Yeah. Three times. You just didn't go. It's like, because it's such a big, it's a big city. Toronto. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so it didn't really go. But if we
2: did, it was like to Toronto. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've been to Toronto and I've been to like Montreal. I know Kurt's been more extensively traveled with touring, but.
2: Yeah, I've been all over Canada. I love Canada so much. It's so awesome. Like if I also, if I was really rich, I would live in Vancouver. Vancouver's Uh, nice. Me and Chad would just be broing out, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Chad. Kroger. Chad
1: Kroger. Yeah. Yeah. uh, He's a weapon.
2: Oh, dude. Yes, absolutely. Yes.
0: <laughs> Kurt Kurt has some stories of uh of Chad from like gosh I guess a couple years ago. If
2: anyone's ever been with Chad, they have stories. Yeah, so I feel like that's like that's the story. And you know my favorite Chad Kroger story is that I'm allowed to tell on the podcast <laughs> is that uh, I said hey man I just want to apologize and he's like for what I'm like I'm sorry I downloaded your music on Napster like back in the day <laughs> and and he's like I should you not he's like you know what Napster sent me a plaque that said, the most pirated song was This Is How You Remind Me. No <laughs> way! I mean, Dude. it makes sense. What the... F- the ball's on Napster to do that. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious that yeah. they did
1: that. They're like, "We, this is how much we ripped off. This is yeah. how much revenue we lost you. Yeah. Wow, good for yeah. them. It's so so Game crazy. recognizes game.
0: Yeah. yeah. It totally changed the market, though. I mean, if you think about it, the industry is completely different because... People figured out that it was worth spending ten to twenty dollars a month to not have to try to illegally find all the songs. Oh man, yeah, (laughs) you know,
1: put a bunch of like hacked up crap on your computer. Oh yeah,
0: I remember downloading songs, and all of them were like, uh, uh, what's that like? Ooh, crank that Soldier Boy. Like for a while, every song you download that was popular would be Crank That Soldier Boy. They would just rename Crank That Soldier Boy. Yeah, know why they did
1: that? That was like a yeah conspiracy.
0: Yeah, just put that on everyone's computer.
2: Yeah, and or like everything was like. The band names weren't exactly right yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. And then oh, I
1: have a bunch of those where I thought bands sang songs they didn't sing and stuff. Yeah. Like oh, those, yeah. I had a Buck Cherry song that was something else. Anyway, crazy, crazy type. switch.
0: No, crazy that's switch. yeah, yeah, I see something, <laughs> <laughs> something weird. Oh man, it's a, uh, it's interesting too. Like getting to see all of that change the units right so like if you're thinking about now i mean majority of your career you've probably been at the point where streaming's been a thing right like since you've at least been big
1: yeah i mean early on our first little bit it wasn't like itunes was still the thing and we sold like our first ep we sold like a shit ton yeah of like physicals like that was our big thing yeah but it's crazy how like once it switched it was like just it happened fast crazy i feel like probably like 2018 yeah streaming was all of a sudden just like that was it
0: it's nuts now too that vinyl is bigger than like any other format. I know of digital. It is know? crazy.
1: Like people buy vinyl. I mean, I'm the same way. I like yeah. having like an actual vinyl now to put I do on. Too. It's just like a different, like, cool medium. warmer or yeah. whatever. But also, it's like it's so expensive to make. Yes. Yeah. Like, as an artist, it's like, it, it's still, you have to charge like so much money for
0: oh, it. and the lead time's so crazy. Yeah, but I know. When I worked at the record label, they're like, well, if we want these vinyls, we have to order them now, and the songs aren't quite done yet. <laughs> you know, it's like that, you know?
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. It is cool, though. I think it's cool they made a comeback. Yeah. I often think, I was like, is that going to happen with CDs where like our kids yes. in like 20 years, you're be like, oh, I got this dope CD? And part of me is like, there's no way it's still like a like laser. It's like not cool. With, they might think it's cool.
2: It's, I see it with photography, too. People yeah. are shooting with like, Digital cameras from, like, the early 2000s.
1: Right. It's, I guess it makes it, like, it's a different feel. What
2: it is, that? for sure. Yeah, why not?
0: Well, and it's, like, everybody that, for example, that app Lapse, I don't know if you've seen it. No. It's kind of like Snapchat Lapse, L-A-P-S-E. So it's kind of like Snapchat, but it is makes your, Polaroid, makes your photos look like a Polaroid. Oh. So it kind of, like, throws a kind of graininess on them, and you have to, like, upload them. And then wait, and it'll, like, develop them, quote-unquote. Oh, that's right? kind of cool. I like yeah, it's an that. Interesting leaves a little thing. bit of mystery in the photos. Yeah. a really
1: good thing. Am I seeing what I think I'm seeing?
0: You also can't upload anything that you didn't take with the app.
1: Oh, that's cool. Like, what's a Be Real is kind of like that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yep.
0: So it's, like, kind of like Be Real, but a little different, I guess. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's starting to, like, pop off. It's like one of the new socials.
2: I I tried to get it, but I had to like invite people for me to use it. And I'm like, I'm not like, I don't want to bother anyone. So I'm like, I I guess I just want to use this app then. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh,
0: Did you get
2: invited to it? Yes, Okay. but then That's it was okay. like, in order for you to sign up, you had to invite three more people. I'm like, uh, I'm not bothering three people. Oh, wow. Just pyramid's, send them all to your mom, scheme. dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to bother my mom. Be like, mom, she, download this app, love you. Mom, get this app. Yeah. She would definitely do it. She would. She would do anything <laughs> for me, for sure. Shout, shout out mom, love you mom. Shout, shout out to all the moms. <laughs> yeah. Yes,
0: and speaking of uh, Kurt's mom... What she usually does <laughs> is she usually will buy the record or like whatever project of the artist that we have on the pod. Oh wow! So that's a good segue to talk about the new EP that you guys just dropped.
1: Oh yeah, the tr- Oh yeah, music. I forgot we did. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You guys, uh, you release your first EP with records. Is is that part of like a full record or yeah? yeah? The, the game awesome. plan
1: is to to finish it out. So
0: so you guys had a couple of the songs that you dropped previous to the project dropping, and then you had three new songs, right? Yep. yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, at least according to my research. Yeah, yeah
1: that sounds right. Because we had a Meet Your Mama uh, ahead of our time. No, not that's what it's called. Champagne and on the water. Yep. Yeah, and then we dropped Ahead of Our Time, Heartbeat, and Step on His Boots. That's awesome. Yeah. So how does that
0: work? Like, do you have a Canadian record label and you, America, or is America servicing both? It's,
1: like, it's records is like so we're signed directly to records down here, and then Sony Canada uh-huh. is who distributes it because that like records is technically a subsidiary of Sony. Sony that makes international sense. or whatever. Yeah. So it goes through Sony Canada. So. That's cool. I guess that, I guess that's how it works with like most territories. Like so, like in England, they're, like it'll go to a different label and stuff yeah. just for bandwidth purposes.
0: That makes sense. I mean, they're over there; they have their. You know infrastructure and yeah things. that's exactly
1: it that's exactly it like know the people and yeah whatever can track if someone's stealing your stuff on napster yeah
0: <laughs> another Rest how you piece. remind me yeah <laughs> yeah
1: exactly
0: <laughs> well they still have napster it's just basically spotify now yeah you know?
1: exactly it's like literally they yeah. went soft yeah yeah
0: i mean god bless them though they got sued so many times
2: <laughs> yeah
0: um so uh you have that and then in terms of like your guys touring um like what percentage of your shows are in the u.s what percentage are overseas what percentage are in canada would you say
1: it It depends like on a year-to-year basis like this yeah. past year we were like okay we're gonna focus on doing like canada for the summer i yeah. mean because like festival season in canada is literally like two and a half months or whatever yeah. and then it's done just because it's freaking cold in the spring and it gets cold in the fall really yeah. early so it was just canada but like the year like covid jacked it up but the year previous to covid i would say like we were in europe three times so we probably spent like a collective like two months over there that's cool and then we're probably have been split the other like 60 percent in canada 40 percent down here cool and this year i don't know if we'll go to europe we're talking about it maybe going over in the spring but if not it'll be probably 50 50 america canada cool so it's it's i mean we have like this following in canada and it's like i mean why we don't want to like turn our backs on no, that. Got to like, service that. Do that, and, and also it's like great to be able to go and play these awesome shows. It's a bit of like it messes with your head a little bit because like even last year we got to play like the big stage in Toronto, the Bud Stage, which is like like the amphitheater there. Yeah. On uh, I think it was like the last day of June, and then the first of July we played in a church in Cortland, New York, and like I swear to God there was no more than ten people there, and it was just up to like
0: so crazy. Yeah, wow. it was just
1: crazy to go from one to the other, and the most hilarious part is like we had our bus cause we were on the tail end of a tour. And so we came down to do this thing in Cortland and we like rolled up to this church and like a bus with the trailer and like all of our sh- like stuff. And it was like, I, I feel like that's kind of like a healthy thing though. It keeps you humble. Hell yeah, for sure. I think so too.
0: I think so too, man. And if you think about it, like that's so recently like Cody Johnson, right? He, the year he sold 20,000 tickets at the rodeo, he was doing that same thing. He was yeah. playing small club shows, you know?
1: I think it really shows, like, a guy like him is a prime example, because Texas can be, like, compared to Canada in a Agreed, lot of ways, sure. like, as far as the music scene being kind of isolated. Yeah. Um, that there's those people who are just happy to, like, kind of reach the level they're going to reach in their home turf and then be fine with that and, like, yeah. live that out. And then there's people who are like, no, I want this to be, like, as big as it can possibly be. And it takes a real level of, like, I'm going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing out of my comfort zone to do that. Because, like, same with him. It's like, imagine having to, like, eat shit after doing that right and go back to like these terrible situations not terrible but just like tougher situations where you're going and you're just trying to like grassroots build fans again like that's hard it's hard on the psyche to do that when you can get comfortable up at the top
0: and that's one of the things too that like in any career or any job like you never want to get super comfortable because if you're comfortable you're not growing that's you know.
1: exactly it. That's exactly it. Like, you need to be constantly going for it. Or else if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yep. And uh, it's like it's directional, I guess you could say. And uh, But there is something also, too, with having success somewhere that gives you a certain level of confidence that I think is also, like, healthy. Yeah. Because as long as you, it, the confidence doesn't turn into, like, cockiness. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you figure out, okay, this thing was right. Now I have the confidence to know that this thing I did here will work. And But like I said, like, don't let that inflate your ego.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with that too. And I think that's one of the things that separates people that are like talented and separates people that like really get to do the thing is that extra drive, right? It's that, Hey, I know this probably isn't going to be exactly what I thought it was going to be. And there's going to be variables that we didn't, think about but we're going to keep pushing and moving forward right? yeah
1: abs- absolutely yeah
0: what do you uh what do you guys tour like do you have like a, a totally different crew when you're in Canada or the U.S. or is it kind of like a mix mash?
1: it's it's, it's like we have because we have such an awesome crew in mm-hmm. Canada that like you guys know it's like it takes a long time to get people that you really trust to have like your best interest in mind yeah and, and are just like just crush their job our hard workers and yeah. good people too we, we like to have good people around us and so in Canada, it's in, when we come to America or go to Europe, it's just like less of them. We do yeah. it on kind of a skeleton crew. So like we're in Canada, we have like, you know, tour manager, monitor tech, front of house, lighting guy. And then we've got like, we'll usually have a steel slash dobro player and an additional guitar player with us. When we come down here, we might just have like our tour manager and he'll do like front of house and it'll just be us and maybe one of the additional musicians, sometimes just the four of us. Makes sense. And I mean, we're lucky because there is four of us, so we can pick up the slack. Yeah. Like when we're in Canada, it's like, okay... the perceptually we can't be hauling amps off stage whenever it's doing, you know, doing the shit or whatever, like fans are still in there or whatever. But When we're down here, it's like, that's just the way it is. We're, you know, started from the bottom. Now we're at the bottom. Yeah. So (laughs) we can kind of pick up the slack and do that stuff.
0: That totally makes sense. It's, and I, I think the like thing you talked about where it's like Texas and the Canadian scenes are both kind of similar. That's one of the things that I've seen too. And it's crazy too. like just in town. Like I remember when we had Jade kind of play our writers round we were like, man, there's like 20 Canadian people that came out to support Jade and see him. Like that's how the Texas scene is too. It's a community totally. on top of being a regional place that you're from or that you're in, you know, it's like, it really has its own kind of community.
1: It really does. Like they support their own, like Texas supports their own and Canada is really good for that too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just helpful. And I like, I think that, when people have like a loyalty like that, you have to make sure you honor that loyalty. Absolutely. Right.
0: Yeah. You got to go play those gigs in those places make sure they're getting their shows. That's exactly
1: it. And like for us, it was like, it's not like you have to control the messaging or something. And and I'm sure it's the same way in Texas, but like, as opposed to being like, okay, well thanks for getting us here. Peace. Which you see people get like that. I mean, there's people who have that mentality in life in general. And uh, I feel like you have to be like, no, like we want to go on and like make you proud of, of like grow, you know, with you and for you as opposed to like shed what we built together.
0: Yeah. Every time you see a tour announcement, no matter what band it is, they're always like, Oh, no no dates in the southeast Muscatano yeah, you know? every yeah. time. <laughs> oh, you must
1: hate us. Yeah. Time,
0: and it's like, Oh, just wait, and in three months there's gonna be a whole string through there. Oh, that's know? exactly that
1: happened with Taylor Swift where she like didn't have any shows in Toronto on the Airs tour. Oh yeah. And uh and then she booked like six and they sold it at, like ten seconds. Oh, I yeah. was like, Oh, there you go.
2: Like probably literally six stadium shows in a row or something. It, it yeah. is I think
1: it is. I think it's six.
2: Jeez. Into the in
1: the ball stadium which holds like sixty thousand. Wow. And yet, like you can't get a ticket. We couldn't get tickets.
0: No, it's nuts. I have friends that literally paid twelve hundred dollars for tickets and they weren't even good tickets. Yeah. I was like, I love concerts. I would not pay that for any concert, right? It's now. insane.
1: I've never seen anything like that. Where it's like so you, crazy. Even if like some of them you just even no matter how much money you have, you might not even be able to get tickets. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: It's so crazy. And it's like it's I can't even fathom that. Well, if you think about it, too, like, country music, as right now, specifically the top artists, are some of the biggest artists in the planet, right? So yeah. Luke's one of them. Yep. Morgan, of course, is one of them. And then Taylor Swift, who used to be a country artist, is probably the arguably biggest act in touring right now. I would. There's no arguing that. Yeah. yeah. I was going like, to say it's yeah. got to be, right? It has yeah. to be, right? Because, like, the only other artist that's bigger on streaming is, like, The Weeknd, but his touring isn't like Taylor's. You no. No.
1: No, it's and pop's different, man. Like, there's a lot of people in pop who can't sell like tickets like that, right? Yeah. It's just a different game. Even, especially in pop, like we've got a lot of friends who like write and, and work with pop acts. And they're like, until they have like a real collection of work, yeah, you can't sell like tickets like you would think they'd be able to, right? Because yeah. if you've only got like one or two, you might have been out for ten years, but you've only got two or three pop hits, yeah. You can't you're not gonna be able to sell that many shows. No, right? Yeah,
0: it's it's a different thing.
1: Yeah.
2: And like, what do you do? Like pop artists like that don't have bands, it's just like you have to have build this whole production out mm-hmm. where there's like, you got to have like dancers and video and stuff. It must be so expensive The tour pop. I've never really even considered like the logistics of that. It's crazy. Even you see someone like Drake and you're like,
1: this is like more of a like Cirque du Soleil. I right. guess, which is like kind of yeah. what Taylor's thing has become now too. Yeah. yeah. Then it is more that than it is like band.
2: Yeah. She's got a band on stage, right? She, she's sure. got
1: a band, but like when you think about like how many moving parts literally and figuratively there are on the stage, it's wow. like, man, it's more like comparable to like, I don't even know what, like, like a Cirque du Soleil-like thing than it yeah. is just yeah. a band on stage. Whereas you see the opposite side where John Mayer just came through town and did it with just the acoustic. I'm like, that's pretty crazy too <laughs> to think that it could be like a dude and a patch cord and a microphone.
2: Right. And three yeah. pedal boards apparently. Yeah. <laughs> our, pr- our production live is like pretty, I wouldn't say bare bones, but I would say meat and potatoes. It's not like, yeah. we don't have any lasers or like any like fire or anything like that. It's just kind of like we just... I read some article that gave us review There's was like this is like a very good bar band that just played <laughs> Luke's Combs songs or something. I mean it's, god bless that. It's a yeah. man I do I do feel like
1: though there's something to be said about like the level of a performer and just like how natural of a performer they are they don't need all the bells and whistles. Yeah. Like I feel like with Luke show like we we'll, we'll sit down I'll sit down and watch like if I can't catch a concert live, I'll go like and find it on YouTube or pay sure. to watch like that. And, and when I was watching him, I was like, oh, he just like he keeps the audience captivated and doesn't need to have a bunch of shit on top of that. Where mm. you know there's acts out there like who don't need to be mentioned, who need to have fucking pyro, right, to make people stay engaged in their show the whole time, or need to have like those bells and whistles. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also think that that's probably a country thing because most acts come up like Luke, like playing for smaller crowds and doing that thing, and you just get mm. like. You just get so many reps and you know how to do it.
0: Yeah. I think that's a a big part of it, too. It's like you get the guys that are like now they're so good together that Mm. they know how to do that. It's funny, too, because I was like looking at, you know, on TikTok and Instagram and it's like choreography. Right. Like you think about choreography in a weird way as a band. Yeah. But what you could do is, hey, on the down track between these two songs, all of us are bouncing up and down like this, right? Like, yeah. just little things like that can make your show go to the next level, right? Yeah. So it doesn't have to be like, it's not like everybody's out there dancing,
1: you know? No. And we, we, we learned that thing, too. We're like, oh, we don't want any choreography. It makes it fake. And now we've learned, it's like, no, we'll talk about like, okay, you could go over here or this might be cool. And like, it usually, that stuff usually comes like organically, yes. too. It's not like it's all like planned from start to finish but like one show someone will do something cool and the other guys will pick up on it and be exactly. like oh we should all do that next time and they like yes. oh yeah and then you the next thing you know it just ha- it just ends up happening
2: like exactly. said, organically yeah. yeah yeah
0: it's not like someone's like okay between these two you need to do this it's like you get enough reps where you're like hey that thing that we did was fun exactly. alright let's do that more often even if it's not every show maybe a bunch of them you know yeah exactly i think that's a cool thing too and i, I think that's one of the things that you get from having a cohesive unit of a band like you guys have had mm-hmm. you know and like like Kurt, I mean, you guys have had the majority of the band, you know, minus a few moving parts in and out. Like, you've had you guys together for a long chunk of time.
2: Yeah. It makes it easy and fun. Yeah. yeah you for start sure.
1: predicting what other people are doing. Yeah. Sometimes you control them a little bit, anticipating what they're going to do too, which is always fun too. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> Kurt. You said, yeah, I'm just thinking of all the shit I do to Jake on stage. Uh, we love sometimes. you, Jake. Like, he's like playing, and I'll just finish a beer and I pretend to have a grenade and go, Cause I, I've got a when I'm at the steel, I you know, I do it, it, it hits him like he brings his you know, hand down to hit the snare drum, and there's a beer can on the snare. He's like, <laughs> ah, oh, what the fuck, guy? <laughs> 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 That's it,
1: keeps it fresh, man. Yeah. When you're playing the same set every night, you got to do something. Yeah, yep. yeah, I'm, you got
0: throwing
2: fun. shit at Jake.
0: Yeah, we love you, Jake. If you listen, you probably don't, but we love you anyway.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, I heard that I got yelled at by Jake for not letting him. But now by you and other people about not having him sing at butt rock night. We just did our butt rock night. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, all 2000s, 2005 rock and roll, full band, oh. but each artist sings like one song. Oh, wow. So, we of course, had a lot of Nickelback songs and right. Creed, which just announced their tour. Any and Limp Biscuit. Yeah, oh, yeah. We closed and opened with Limp Biscuit.
1: Man, how crazy is that video of him dressed up like the cowboy? Oh,
0: dude, it was so great. I, I love that. I wish I would have been at that one. I actually got to see Biscuit for the first time since 99 this summer.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. It was at a You festival. saw them in 99, though? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've was seen of I was one my first shows. Him, I saw them in 99, and then I saw them when I was in high school, so probably like 2003. Yeah,
0: yeah. I saw Biscuit with Godsmack open. <laughs> wow. And then opening for Biscuit was Kid Rock and Stain. Oh no him. way! <laughs> it was awesome.
1: That that would have been epic. It uh, we've got this joke in the band where I really want to get a tattoo that says "Live, Laugh, Love" because I think that's hilarious. <laughs> and so Connor said, if I ever do it, he's gonna get a "Live, Laugh, Limp Biscuit" oh, yeah. tattoo. <laughs> and I was like, damn dude, you gotta do that. What
0: would Fred do, dude? You know what would
1: what would Fred do? <laughs> Nobody knows. Fred doesn't even know.
0: I know it's so crazy. So the one I was at was Louder Than Life, which is a rock festival. It's my first rock festival. that i've been to i've been to a bunch of rock shows in the last 20 years yeah but it was my first rock festival since probably like oh three yeah and so it was definitely interesting seeing how the scene has changed right and Dude. right it was or, definitely or aged is how correct <laughs> yeah absolutely a lot
1: more arthritis in the crowd yeah, yeah but there are Long a lot stage. of young
0: kids still too but, yeah, the bands, there's a lot of bands that are, like, my age, you know, yeah, or It's making it's older. Make it a comeback, though. It I is. mean, you
1: can see, like, there's a ground, rock, everyone was like, oh, rock's dead. And now you're like, oh, shit, it's coming back. Like, I mean, even you can see now with, like, Hardy and stuff, yeah. like, the people in country who are doing, like, straight up rock stuff. It's yeah. Like, there's a there's a craving for that. Honestly, it's probably, like, a realness thing. I feel like music goes through phases of being, like, super fake and then getting super real again. Yeah. And you can tell right now there's, like, a groundswell of people wanting, like, real organic music.
0: Yep. It's funny too, like just watching some bands develop, right? So there's a band Lakeview in town. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. them, but they're definitely on like that rock leaning side of country. Yeah. And when they started putting stuff out, they were definitely trying to lean more country, and then right. they figured out we don't have to do that. We can just do what we were doing in our rock bands and mix it with this, and the people are gonna love it. That's you cool, know? dude. It is cool to like watch that kind of shake out. Yeah, one hundred
1: percent. Yeah, people dig that shit.
0: They absolutely do. And I remember, like, I worked at uh, Big Loud for a while. And before I worked there, I had a Zoom call with Joey Moy. And Joey, one of the things we talked about was, like, they were just making music for people that loved music and lived in trailer parks or lived wherever they live. You know what I mean? Like, they lived in the country, you know, back in 2005. before, that was rock music now yep. a lot of that is country music yeah you know? it's
1: crazy how that changed it was like the everyman's music and that's yeah country is that kind of thing
0: yep so it's kind of swinging back a little bit i think towards rock but it's funny too because like a lot of the stuff like the texas scene was definitely a little bit earlier rock driven right yeah, so you see that stuff coming out of texas uh bands like whiskey myers but like Forever, there was some like rock bands around that that red
1: dirt scene. Always sounds like rock. Yeah, yeah, rock country.
0: And you're seeing because that has risen in popularity around the country. You're seeing that leak into other parts of the country too. You know, so you're hearing like, for example, like Musk and I bloodline that we share this space with does really well in Texas, but they also have a very rock and live set. Even if you've listened to their older stuff, where it was a little more like not as rocking, you'd still see those elements because Gary is a, I mean, he's a great guitarist and he plays rock music. That's what yeah, he right. loves, you know? So you get to see that now you're getting to see it on their records and the people are digging it, you yeah. know? it's just cool to be able to get to be a part of watching that happen. Um, I remember when we started like the butt rock account that we have uh, and I was still at that record label at the time. They were like, Oh, that's super cool. Like it's cool watching it. Like you guys help foster that coming back into the scene kind of, you know, and it's like stuff you don't even think about. You're just thinking, Oh, this is a fun, silly thing that we're doing. Right. But like, for example, like, we did the butt rock night and Ella Langley said after that, like her first right after it, I want to write a rock song. <laughs> and that's the one she put out with Co Wetzel. Oh, know? no way. Yeah, uh-uh. oh, that's pretty yeah. dope. This is how we fight? Yeah, yeah that's Dude, when that's that's they wrote that after song. that. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, it's cool getting to hear just being a small influence in that stuff, but it wasn't like we started it. It's just like, that's what's happening and we're paying attention. Right. Absolutely. You know? Getting in on it. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's like, w- this was already starting. It was already happening. We're like, Oh, look at that. It's starting to go, you yeah. know? And we're like, okay, let's be a part of it.
1: I see where there's embers and kind of fan the fire. Absolutely.
0: And one of the craziest things too, is like that social media account we have there. Our buddy, Brian Frazier helps us run it. And he's kind of leaned in on like that butt rock segment and Creed and stuff for yeah. a few years. Uh, But once we made that account and just started making memes and stuff, like, again, Brian does the majority of them, that account within the next month is going to be bigger than the Rays Rowdy account. That's crazy. And it's been around under a year. Man. We just caught a time when that thing is kind of coming back into the mainstream. Yeah, Nickelback's back. They had that big ass tour. Mm-hmm. Creed, Nickelback's back. Yeah,
1: Creed's back. Yeah, Creed's back.
0: Three Doors Down kind of was still already doing the thing. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So it's like it's that that version of nostalgia now. And Sweet. I remember talking to festivals, and they were like, Nickelback crushes a country music festival now. They sell yeah. a bunch of tickets. But if you put them on a rock festival, those people still kind of are like, uh, yeah. Nickelback. Rock you know? <laughs> has a
1: weird relationship with Nickelback. Yeah.
0: So it's funny that they're like back, but they're back in the freaking Nashville, you know, country music scene. Yeah. Like, when they played in town, they had Jelly, Hardy, yeah. Earn, you know what I mean? Everybody, like Daughtry. Right? They had everyone in, come out, you know? And it's like, that's kind of where the thing is. Now Daughtry signed to a country label. That's you wild. know, it's like, Man. it's just, it's all kind of merging and coming back together it's crazy to watch that stuff happen but as as part of that thing is, is like i see canadian country bubbling right now
1: yeah it definitely seems like it's got like there's a, a bit of a groundswell for yeah. a lot of the a lot of the canadian folks that we were friends with like jade yeah and, and who were who like some
2: other canadian folks that people need to be checking out
1: uh do you know megan patrick
2: oh yeah of course yeah
1: megan's yeah. megan's a weapon we love her megan's megan's awesome uh oh wow jade obviously jade's jade's a freaking straight-up beauty yeah
2: (laughs) yeah dude he's his voice is crazy man i know he's
1: got a wicked voice man and he's just like so authentically country yeah like like, it's so funny like he was doing more like poppy sounding stuff for a little bit and he's like you know what no screw it i want like all the like 90s players i want brent mason on my shit yeah i want to and i want to do it and and I know that because like I he cut a couple of my songs and he's like I want to take this song I had this one song I wrote with uh, Blake Pendergrass and Jacob Durrett and it was like we like tried to write like almost like a metal sounding country song like crazy fast like one fifty BPM type thing and uh, and Jay's like I want that to be like a train beat song yeah. and I was like yeah and I was like what and he took it and, like it's like the step uh, shaking in them boots yeah oh cool it, so and, it, and it's uh it's crazy to Hear, like, what the demo sounded like versus how he took it, but man, good on him. Same thing as we were talking about in Rock, but yeah, anyway, Jade's dope. I love Jade,
0: yeah. It's and there's a kid, Owen Riegling, who's starting yeah, to get Owens,
1: some man. Owen's awesome. Josh Ross, another yeah, one, yeah, Josh. Josh is showing sure. up, yeah, he's buddies. on the rock side, yeah, yeah. For I was sure. gonna say, he's one who was he just did that tour, I think, in with Canada and America with yeah. back. Yep, yeah, both. So, and the then he's guy.
0: out with Bailey, so he's with the core, yep. who's like, uh. Chief is, you know, of course, from Nickelback. He gets the rhyme. Yeah. yeah, he understands that element of it. And honestly, you could probably have Josh Ross sing a full Nickelback tribute album and it would crush. You oh, know? totally.
1: 100%. His
2: vocal fits
0: really well in
1: that yeah, lane. He He's got that little raspy thing going yeah.
2: on. Yeah. Chad's yeah. a good singer, man. Just he like, is. If people don't really know because of the jokes, whatever like he takes his like vocal training like very seriously and is a good singer like i've heard him sing scales and stuff backstage he's He's crazy
1: talented dude we've even talked to like joey on like those records Mm -hmm. like joey moy yeah and he said chad played like a lot of the guitars and shit and like came up with those riffs and stuff and like most people don't even know him as like a guitar player no man he's like an extremely musical person
2: no doubt so interesting who's producing y'all stuff
1: uh, Todd Clark is our producer's name. So he doesn't, he does us and Jade, mm-hmm. but doesn't really do like much other country. He's like uh, a New Zealander, lives cool. down here. Nice. Kiwi? He's a Kiwi originally and does like more like pop and alternative stuff. Like nice. he he's written a few of the songs on Noah Kahn's last record. Oh, cool. Nice. And he does like co prod some of uh, the Dua Lipa stuff and that kind of thing. Dermot Kennedy does Philip Phillips stuff. And Serena Ryder was another Bill one.
2: Philip Phillips? Wow, that's yeah. crazy. So yeah. there's some I mean a lot of producers that are like some of the best of the best are kind of float around genres. You yeah. know it's like what like what style does Rick Rubin or like Quincy Jones produce? Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's a, that's one thing like I feel like Todd has always been like he just wants to produce stuff that feels like authentic to the artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's like, I don't wanna just go, he's like if someone comes to me and like I wanna like do the the Hardy thing, he'd be like, Well, if you're not that guy yeah he's like i'm not gonna like try and force it because it's the thing you think is cool right now or whatever it just has to feel like authentic yeah and so i feel like having a producer who's willing to like be like that like you hear like people like jay joyce and those guys who mm-hmm. are like that too where it's like it just has to feel right yeah and uh, and then they only pick the projects they want to work on they're not just going to do it with everybody to take the money, yeah. which you see in this town obviously a lot. Where there's like, okay, I'll produce your shit, I'll get a band to cut it and send it to mix and take a bunch of money, and yep. you can put my name on it. Thirty grand a song,
0: sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: man, that <laughs> shit happens down here. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: It is, man. It's that's one of the things too. It's like there's so many people because we focus a lot on independent artists, and mm-hmm. we're like, we don't not love labels. We just or lo- pro artists. You know, we just want everyone right. to have all the information that they can have. You know what I mean? That will help whatever they want to get into. You know, you don't have to have a record label to be successful, but it sure does help. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? That's exactly it. <laughs> it sure does help. It makes it a lot easier. And there's so much power to having 30 people or 20 people that are all working on your project, pushing in the same direction.
1: That's know? exactly it. Like, yeah, sometimes labels get a bad rap. It's like, yeah. oh, man, it screwed it all up. It's like, no, I man, if you got a good label and a good team around you, man, it's just like... Helps amplify everything you're doing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I agree with that. Is this your guys' first record label, or are you? No, job- this,
1: this is our third record. Third. Label. Yeah. yeah. So we were with Universal Canada originally. Our mm-hmm. first deal was with them, and then we were with Sony Nashville for a little bit. Uh-huh. And now with records. So cool. It's crazy how like I don't know when you're first starting out, you're like we just need a record deal, and then we've made it, and then you get it, and you're like oh man, the work does not stop. And that's you, you know, the start of it. And when the label, if you switch labels or whatever, doesn't mean it's over either. It Just means no. you know, onto a different thing. So. Absolutely. And and we've been pretty fortunate. We've never gotten like screwed over by a label or anything like that. It's always just been like, you know, we wanted to go a direction or the person you worked with at a label left or something like that. And it just didn't make sense anymore. We pretty good relationships with both places we were before. No, no bad mouthing on any of their their very
2: Canadian of you. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I also feel like though, it's like people at label like label people move around. too. Absolutely. So like the idea, they'd be like, I hate that label. It's like, well, that the person you dealt with over there, maybe probably isn't even there anymore. And is probably at a different label now anyway. Yeah. Which is like totally a Nashville thing. If you screw someone, they're going to end up in a position to screw you eventually. So oh, don't yeah. Screw anyone.
0: Yeah. It's, it's very much like that. Like, y- you know, there's, there's so many people that probably have three or four labels on their career history at the end of their thing. Yeah. You know, that's very, very common thing here for sure.
1: Honestly, probably a good sign. Cause if you see someone who's only had one, it's probably cause they are like locked into
2: a shitty deal or yeah. something like that. Yeah, Walker yeah.
1: Hayes apparently had like seven or something.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah his, his store is pretty wild. It, it is yeah. for sure.
0: Um,
1: hopefully we don't have seven. Yeah. 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 Can you're can like, hopefully this right. one's the right one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> now we got Then they're a great team. So. that's great.
0: Yeah, and you guys have had some success in Canada, of course, like uh, the Canadian Country Music Awards, you guys won an award up there. Yeah,
1: it was actually crazy. We usually lose those things and leave like all pissed off and bitter, and this year we won two, and we're like, damn, maybe we should just like take our names out of the ballot now, because I feel like we're not going to beat that. <laughs> <laughs> like, now that we've got one, I was like, I don't know if we want to do it again. It was it was actually awesome, and we got to play uh, our song On the Water with Dalton Dover, Yeah, and Dalton is like insane he's so good he's he's so good is he canadian no he's not he's he's a georgia he's from georgia right okay yeah yeah. it was so funny he'd never been to canada and so he's like we get him up there and it was like not cold which was nice because i'm okay would have appreciated the cold but he was like what do i do and we like we're like you got to get poutine you got to get freaking tim Hortons. you got we had him doing all the canadian things so (laughs) that's great he's so talented he is He's like, am one of the best voices coming up in country right now. For sure. Focal is
0: wild. Um, I remember it's funny, like he's from Rome, Georgia, which yeah. is a place that we were just at a festival called Rome River Jam. Yeah. Um, that's in that town. Um, We've been to a venue there, a little divy bar called Peaches, which is like... Uh, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> kind of <laughs> shitty, but it's also great. You know, like it, it, you know, some of the best clubs in the southeast are shitty. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, of course, it's one of those. It's great. Like they just got their liquor license back, and I was like, that's totally on brand. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but we got to see him in Georgia two times, not even at that Peaches venue. Yeah. We got to see him at like a bar gig. Really? Yeah, which is super cool. Uh, And I've probably only been to Rome seven times and I lucked into seeing Dalton play two times in in Rome. You know?
1: Man, he's a He's a weapon dude. I feel like people don't believe and then they hear him sing and they're like, Holy crap. crap. He's super nice too. Yeah. He's so nice. A super humble dude.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if he's up here full time. He might be now, but I know he was like kind of splitting time between Georgia and here for a while.
1: Yeah, I think he's back and forth a little bit. He's got fam down there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else do you guys have got going on do you have any uh like touring schedule for the early part of next year or? no
1: we're just kind of locking it all in yeah now this time of year I mean really just focusing on like writing right awesome. now like between now and like you know the first couple months of the new year yeah kind of write and get ready to complete the record yeah and so it's uh that's kind of kind of the move right now and then just doing dumb shit online as per usual yeah
0: that's how it works now you know yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it you gotta kind of like build those when you guys are doing that are you ending up like doing it in batches or are you just trying to like figure like over time
1: we try to do it like over time i mean and we're we try to be like not do super cringy stuff i mean you got to do some of that stuff but we're like i don't know we're a band we like to go in there and just have fun and like yeah. smack each other with fucking belts and shit yeah. and stuff <laughs> like that that stuff seems to react better anyway yeah so. That's
0: me and Kurt have talked multiple times and we're like, you know, these heartfelt interviews where someone talks about their first time their mom heard them sing and they cry, those... but. Like podcast clips do okay But the ones where you're talking about silly stuff Or yeah. just like us screaming at the camera Seem those, to do better It's so
1: funny man Some of those like TikTok ones just like sex, showing, so showing yeah. my grandpa the song About him and grandma meeting for the first time His reaction is like standing there With this like fucking 90 year old man Like looking at me like What are you doing kid I'm like that shit <laughs> yeah, can't, I can't stand that shit We thought it'd be funny But it'd probably offend people If we did one where it's like At my grandpa's funeral I wrote the song <laughs> The day he <laughs> died Let's see his reaction It's <laughs> oh. like at
2: cadaver, just Cadaver just Oh man Okay, that's that's very funny. It is probably the the dropped.
0: scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'd have a fifth record label after that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the scene is definitely changing, right? Like, and yeah, um, it's kind of interesting too because I think a big part of why you're seeing a renaissance in like more torn down, stripped music is because of like the COVID thing. When yeah, that was kind of like so what people could do, you know. Ooh. They couldn't get into the studio and produce a seven piece band, you know, yeah. but they could have a guitar player and a singer and get her done, you know. It, and
1: it is it is funny, like, cause everybody wants to like shit on social media or whatever, but it is one of those things because everybody shits on says now music's fake or whatever. it's like, well, it actually seems like social media has exposed more of the real people in the last yeah. like year of people who are just like super talented and just can do it on their own, like the Zach Bryans and even like Oliver Anthony and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We're like, man, that just came out of fucking nowhere. That was not contrived at all. Yeah. It was because this dude had a medium in order to get it out to the masses. Yeah. Right?
0: It really is that. And that's like one of the ways I try to you know, get people to think about it. It's harder once you've already been in the music thing, I think, because you yeah. have hey, this is how it worked before. Here's exactly. the lane of what I had to do and how I had to grow things. And now it's like, oh, here's this whole new other kink that's exactly in the
1: chain. It. It, it requires like people to pivot and like people who've been doing this for a long time are like, no, we're going to take it back to the way things were It's like, that's just a good way to become irrelevant. Yeah. Right? Unless you've, like you said, you've already kind of made got it made or whatever you're already like famous whatever you want to say yeah if you build a fan base you have to learn to like bend to fit like that's i feel like the same thing that happened to all those people when streaming first started Mm -hmm. and they're like well no we're not gonna stream we're just gonna stick to cds or the same thing like when people were going from records to tapes or whatever it's like oh we're not gonna do it it's like man trying to fight the way the world is moving is not gonna stop but it's just gonna stop you yeah right
0: that's such a good way to put it honestly so yeah it's it's I remember like we talked with a lot of artists when TikTok was first starting and they were like, yeah, I mean, I'm grinding on it. You know, like it's a it's a, a, you know, part of the thing now. And now a lot of those artists are way further along than they were before. You know, it's like it's just another reason, just another version of being in the writer's room writing Six times a week when you're off the road, you know? It's That's exactly it. It's just it's another grind that is going to separate the people that really want to freaking do it and the people that kinda of wanna do That's it.
1: That's exactly because some people are like, Well, I'm not doing that. It's like well, maybe you don't want it that bad. Yeah. Right. It's tough. Someone else does and they will and they'll get it. Yeah. And, and they'll I, figure out how to make that tool work. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to just like getting mad at it. Yeah.
0: And I think that's one of the things, too, that I mean, of course, anytime you have something happen, it's going to cause a reaction, right? But it's about where you take that reaction and how you action yourself and the people around you, Mm -hmm. you know? Because, again, part of it is you have a team around you, they're trying to figure out the best ways to market you, they're trying to figure out the best ways to get you in front of more eyes and, you know, sell more tickets and, you know, whatever t-shirts I don't know whatever whatever <laughs> you know? it is
1: yeah try and find a way to like exploit it to make yeah
0: to make it work to make
1: yeah. pe- get in front of people too it's hard that's the craziest thing about the music industry there's no like one path that you can take it's different for every single person Absolutely. you don't you don't figure it out until you've got it figured out you know? yeah
0: and then yeah. I know we have you guys uh coming to play one of our rowdy on the row events as yeah. well which I'm rip. excited about gonna yeah rip. I can't
2: wait what, what is that
0: it's 17th the uh, is that the right date yeah sunday it's uh, Rowdy on the road Sunday, November, whatever that is, 17th or 19th. 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 Yeah. And it's uh, our second. So we did a all-Canadian artist event during CMA Fest Week. Yeah. Um, and it was like, it went really well. We did it kind of during the day. And then, like I talked about, like, we've had a few Canadian artists that have came to play and a lot of Canadian people showed up, which I thought was cool. But I think it's cool too to like put this in one of our normal rotation events. Yeah. So it's not like only Canadian people are coming out to it. It's like, Hey, let's show this stuff to all of these other people that are maybe don't know that much Canadian country music yet. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. And that's the way we are. We're just trying to like not blend in down here, but just be like, let the music be what stands out as opposed to like the, you know, where you're from.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's a big part of it too. Um, but I know like there's some artists that are like, Oh, I don't want to be like a Canadian artist. I'm like, well, you know, uh, luke combs is a north carolina artist you know yeah, what I mean? exactly like, it. it's where kind you, of it's where you were born yeah exactly so it's yeah. like it's in my head it's kind of a, a benefit you know specifically like because you guys do have that market where you can kind of focus and probably get paid a little more to be up there you yeah. know <laughs> like,
1: Abso- ab- that's absolutely it like it is a benefit because you do hear a lot of P- canadians artists be like well they won't play um, you know, canadians in america it's like no dude you just aren't Doing it, dude. It's like, don't use that as like your excuse. It's like, seem to do all right for like Terry Clark and that could seem to do okay for like folks like and High Shania Valley Twain, and Shania yeah. Twain. It's like, yeah. so that excuse doesn't really hold any water. You know what I mean? Yeah. The so. key
0: is making it so that everyone loves it. Yeah. Right. Make and good music. People will yeah, listen to it. Yeah. That's it. And I really think that you guys are onto something with that too. Like, I think, I think we're at the precipice of where we're going to see a resurgence or surgeons however you know in that scene taking kind of foothold in this Nashville scene and honestly like we're trying to help it
1: well I, I appreciate that I mean it's great yeah. to have folks like you guys doing this and letting me come on and talk a bunch of bullshit and get the yeah. word out to people so
0: yeah dude I'm a big fan I'm, I'm super thankful for you for you know of course popping out to that Blue Water event but I'm excited to have uh, you guys be like our feature act at our event on the it,
1: 19th. It'll be good. We'll be
2: there and we'll be rowdy.
0: Yeah, let's go. <laughs> are, you, are, you,
2: are you all playing acoustic or full band or just acoustic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah torn down. But cool. all y'all be there or what? Or are you just singing? I think
1: I'm just singing. Cool. I think. Well, I don't. know. It's whatever you guys want.
0: Yeah, we haven't figured it. The, uh, they haven't like told us everything yet. Okay. Detail whatever word it is. As Nick would say. Yeah, this is details. We'll, we'll get there.
1: We we do everything in whatever scenario people want us to do it. Yeah. Cool. Hell
0: yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited for that, man. And it's, uh, you know, I've gotten to know Jade. We've smoked cigars a few times with Jade and kind of know him a little bit better. And he, you know, talked to me about you guys, too. And like, kind of how you guys have kind of came up in the same, yeah. you know, scene. Um, And so it's, uh, it's good to get to know you a little bit as well.
1: That's awesome. It's uh, a yeah. Jade's out there spreading the gospel, mm-hmm. and I'm doing the same for him. Yes, absolutely,
0: so. man. It's a uh, good people helping good people. That's what the whole thing's about.
1: Exactly. Well, yeah. Thank you, guys. This is awesome. It's gonna be a good time on the 19th.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, Kurt, any other questions you have or anything? I think I'm good, man. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank Thanks you. for coming out here yeah. to this luxurious extra room that we have here. Feels like home.
2: <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm Nikki T. Kurtos on, and we'll, we'll see, see you in you the, front you the front row. row.